0: Hello, you're listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized, a podcast that focuses on helping you create space to attract more money, love, and happiness in your life. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello if you're a regular listener, and welcome if you're listening for the very first time. I hope you are having a great week. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please leave a review so I can continue bringing you episodes each week. This week's comment is great show. Thank you for sharing your insights with us. Well, in this episode, I have a fellow professional organizer, Kimberly harrison neal from the Modern Steward, and she's going to be sharing strategies on how we can organize our garages, and of course, I will be sharing my product at Repurpose and Book Suggestion for the week, and my question for you this week is, what is the one area in your garage you should organize? I know you're probably like, Janet, I need to organize the entire thing, but the one area you need to organize... So some statistics is that home organization study done by Moon, which is the top faucet brand, and I probably mispronounced it, so I apologize, found that the garage was the most cluttered space in the home. Another survey conducted by the National Association of Professional Organizers found that 50% of homeowners name the garages the most disorganized area in the house, which is why I wanted to bring on the expert. Kimberly and her husband, Larry, are the owners of the Modern Steward. Now, Larry is a licensed contractor specializing in the installation of their custom system and the electrical field. He took the leap of faith and became a business owner in 2013. It took Kimberly a total of six months to transition. She started offering personal assistance services on a limited basis in January of 2014 as a local business as local business picked up and picked up fast. Professional organizing service was added at the demand and constant requests from her clients. Kimberly officially resigned from her 9 to 5 in July of 2014, and little by little, they became the niche out their life, and they enjoy it, and allow them to pour into other families as well. So, I'm going to tell you right now, you better get your pen, you better get your tablet, whatever, take some notes, also you may want to share this with somebody, on some strategies from Kimberly on how to organize that garage. Well, listeners, hello, I'm excited because I have Kimberly Harrison Neal, and she's going to be talking to us about the garage, you know, that place where you keep saying you're going to get into, and then as soon as it gets cold outside, the next thing you know, you're thinking, why didn't we do the garage? So Kimberly, welcome.
1: Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you.
0: So, before we get into the strategies and what to let go of, what made you decide to get into the field of organizing?
1: Um, I was looking for a new career path. In 2010, uh, my husband and I blended our family, and I thought I valued my time, but I realized how much more um, I valued my time. So arguing, you know, produced a beautiful blended family, um, but with that came some challenges. And so as I looked at um, how I could uh, gain back my time, I decided that I needed to make a career shift. Um, organizing has always been one of my strong suits. Um, it's something that I did uh, in my secular career as an administrator um, at the uh health facility that I was working at. And I found that um, even there, uh, people relied on me for my organizational skills.
0: I know exactly what you feel, because I remember when I, before I decided to take the plunge, I realized everybody in the office, when they couldn't find something like the stapler on their desk, they were like, well, Janet, can I borrow yours? Because we can't find us. So I truly know. So the garage. It's in yes. a big space that you know, sometimes people don't realize they need to get it organized until they look outside and the snow is out there and they realize why couldn't I fuck the car in a garage? So mm-hmm. what are some of the issues in regards to the garage? Like what are some things we should just definitely let go of or even just overall, what is like some of the blockage when it comes to just rolling up our sleeves and getting in there?
1: I would say my first piece of advice is to always go for, you know, we've heard it said before, but the low hanging fruit and, you know, other words, quick wins. Um, When it comes to the garage, unlike other uh, areas within the home, uh, you may find that there are quite um, a few items that you can move through rather quickly. Uh, you don't have as much emotional attachment. It's just been something you've been putting off. And so, uh, for example, um, these are things such as those empty Amazon boxes, right? We we all just toss out there. Um, you know, it could be that simple. Um, I know that a lot of my clients... Um, Or like I say, they inherit, but the previous owner thinks they're doing you a favor by leaving you every paint color in the home, right? And then you don't use it, it's there. (laughs) That would be another example, right? Uh, Things like that um, so that you can quickly uh, gain real estate. Uh, This will also give you room to work on the other items uh, that may take you more time to work through.
0: And, you know, it's interesting how you said that that other stuff that the previous owner left us. It's like they feel like you said, they feel like they're doing us a favor with the paint chips or maybe a piece of this or a piece of that. And you never really use it because you come in with a whole new ideal and design look and feel. So you are so right with that. Wow. So when it comes to the garage, what are some things, you already said the low hanging fruit in regards to getting rid of stuff, but what about the organizing in and of itself? Because it's such a large space and sometimes people can get a little overwhelmed because they may see the tricycle that the child rode, but unfortunately the child is like in their 20s now and all of that stuff. So how do you just like kind of organize it?
1: Um, so I have two approaches um the first approach I am what I would say a master delegator, so if you can get uh your family involved, your partner, whoever it is that resides in the home or maybe that um previously resided in the home. Uh, for a few hours and say, hey, I'm thinking about um, tackling this space. And if you would like to have a say up on what happens <laughs> uh, to these items, right, uh, can you join me on this date or time or ask them what is a convenient time? I think that um, having assistance is key uh, so that you're taking some of the pressure off of yourself to make some of these decisions. And so that would be my first piece of advice if you have... Items um, that don't just belong to you that may belong to other people. Um, the second piece of advice: I know that we all, especially you know, what should be spring <laughs> now, feel that this is a spring project, right? I'm going to do this this Saturday. Be realistic. In reality, it did not happen overnight. And so it may take more than um, one session. As you're working through the items, um, in particular, I like to categorize items that are high value, right? And that are low value um, because we have to equate our time with with a certain amount of value, and so um, you know everyone. I shouldn't say everyone, but some people think that um, the best direction is to try to recoup, right? Some of their expenses, whether that's a garage sale or Facebook Marketplace, right? But um once you've done the exercise of um, assigning a value to your time, and you look at the item, nine times out of ten, it's depreciated, right? Um, you can make a decision on if that should be about a buy or sell item. Because I I hear other um, professionals sometimes say, okay, we're going to just make three piles, right? Trash, donate, and sell. But I would backtrack on that. I really, really um, feel strongly about that because if you sell an item for 25 bucks, but you had to invest in taking a picture listing the item, possibly dropping the item off or scheduling time for the person to come back and pick it up. Did you make money, right? In, in a sense of, you know, um, having the value to our time or did you lose it? I am also, um, I don't know if you know, but part of our business, um, it makes us a little different since we are very, very big on discard and donate. Um, and so I educate my clients on understanding Um, that each item has a lifespan um, and being okay with that you know the value that you got out of the item um, the value that was attended uh, because sometimes we get this thought in our head that these items are going to last forever but even the manufacturer tells you right with the recommendation is one of the um, items that I see the most that people have a hard time letting go are strollers and, and as I was preparing for this interview, I was like, that's interesting. And, you know, it has the emotional attachment, but sometimes they pay so much money, right, for this stroller or this car seat or this crib, and then it's just sitting in the garage. But it had a lifetime. They told you it was for recommended for a child from the age of, right, two to five, three to four. So why do we think that we should get 10, 15, 25 years out of it? It, it served its purpose. And so I would say, you know, from the mindset of understanding those things, the value of our time and the intended purpose and value of the item um, can really help us to move through this process, Um, you know, in it, just with an insightful, you know, attitude.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When you said the stroller, I thought about a client who had the high chair. Yeah, when I went to them. The hot chair was metal. Now, you know, that we've um, progressed since the metal, right? It's <laughs> like, Oh, I want to hold on to it because I've, you know, grandchildren are coming. And I said, you know, I've been working with you and your husband long enough to know that when grandchildren come, you're going to buy all new things. Yes. And plus, this is not um, doesn't meet the safety standards that it did when your child was younger mm-hmm. your child is now in her 20s and you know she's living in new york and the husband was so happy yeah. but then it was also what you said about the garage sales it's like i want to recoup but you're yeah. all the time the energy that you put into posting something seeing if you can get rid of it and then if you don't get rid of it you, you still have to hire somebody or a company to come and take everything mm-hmm. You're right you need to just like a, take a step back and like okay maybe i just need to get donated and not go through all of that because you know you can get a lot out of donation not just you know monetarily but also just the feeling of actually giving somebody a new giving it a new life
1: Absolutely. And even the power of discarding. Um, I know that depending on our habits, it can be hard, but it can make you more of an intentional shopper, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you feel bad about it, and you ask yourself, why? Like, did I use it? Did I get the appropriate use? Did I spend too much money? Was it quality? Um, even with discarding it that power comes, that knowledge comes because now you're educated as a shopper, you're more intentional. And so it's okay, whether it's a discard or a donate.
0: That's so true. That is so true. So Kimberly, in all that you do, you know, as a wife, a mother, a businesswoman, of course, probably involved in the community, how do you stay organized? What like does one or maybe two things you do to really maintain order in your home or in your life.
1: That's a good question. So the one thing that I will say is, is my lifesaver, because I'm going to be honest with you. um, Like some women, I can overcommit. I had this conversation. with my husband this week and I'm, I'm realizing that um, sometimes the problem is not that we have so much to do it's that we've said yes to too to many things and so I have a buffer built into my schedule I know that um, some of your listeners might be familiar with the term reset and so um, maybe we do this reset right on Sunday or we, we get ourselves ready for the week I have Wednesday um, set as a day That I do not work outside of the home. Now, there's times that I have to switch my schedule, but having that hard stop midweek really gives me the opportunity um, to look and see if things are going in the direction that I've planned For them, if the plans were realistic, or by you know midweek, I can say, wait a minute, you said yes to too many things, Kim, right? And so let's reevaluate this. And I'm a firm believer in letting your yes mean yes, but I also believe in uh, protecting my peace. And so um, with a good conscience, I'll reevaluate that, and with that buffer, you know, do what I can. Um, to make good on those commitments, but it also gives me the opportunity to evaluate if I need to move in a different direction for the end of the week so that it does not overflow because it will can just keep going if you don't stop it. Um, So just not over scheduling, you know, having those time slots in. Some people can't schedule a whole day, but maybe it could be ending early, right? Two hours or starting later, just so that you have that time to adjust if something happens because it, it does, right? life happens. The other thing uh, that we do to keep our home um, physically organized is that we've um, become religiously like decluttering. It's just something that we do because when we have less to maintain, it takes less time. And anything that we purchase, I won't say that, um, you know, we say uh, that it actually has to, you know, I've heard the term like spark joy. Well, for us, we consider the maintenance. It, You know, is it necessary, right? Like if you need a toaster, you need a toaster. <laughs> but what is the maintenance on the item? If it goes down, can I quickly um, replace it? Can I quickly get someone in to fix it? Um, how much would it cost, you know, to replace it? And so we think about that with most of the purchases that we make
0: and that's a good idea because recently i was going through my closet and i realized you know i love certain types of clothes and materials but then there's certain types of material for me that are a little high maintenance like those wonderful 100 percent cotton shirts mm-hmm. which i love and they look beautiful when they're all nice and crisp and iron, but then the, it's a process of getting to that point. It's like, yes. you know what? I think I'm gonna start looking at other types of options for me. So you're right, looking at the maintenance, but I love the way you do that midweek stop and just kind of reevaluate. And I think if a lot more people did that, then like you said, they wouldn't feel as overwhelmed and just feel like everything's spinning out of control when it comes to the time and things like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Kimberly, thank you so much for taking time out to be with the listeners. So how can they get in touch with you?
1: Sure. Uh, so our website is uh, www.themodernsteward.com. Um There, there is a form uh, that you can fill out if you'd like to work with us, but uh, we believe in, you know, just offering support so they could, you know, just reach out to contact us with a question. Uh, we're also on social at uh, Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and we have the same um, you know, handle as well, our bio, it's the modern steward.
0: And of course, oh. listeners, you know there will be a direct link to Kimberly's website on the show page. So again, I thank you so much for your time. Thank you. So What was the one takeaway you got from my conversation with Kimberly about organizing your garage? I would love for you to post it in social media. Let me know. Let me know you're tackling your garage. Post pictures of before and after. I would love to just be on this journey with you, even if only virtually. So now I want to share some tips and tailor's tip time on just, you know, kind of how to organize the garage. Just some, you know, kinds of um I want to follow up with some of the strategies that Kimberly had shared with you. Number one, you definitely want to purge seasonally. Because a lot of times you uh, store the seasonal decoration and decor, but also the sporting equipment as well. So sometimes as you go through seasons, you know, your kids grow up, your interests change. So do that. And number two, clearly label containers. You know, it's wonderful that you've got all of those beautiful storage containers, but make sure you label them, because it'll make it easier, not only for you, but also others to find things. Number three, repurpose items. You know, use food storage containers to store those little nuts and bolts and screws. Um, So, and number four, use shelving. Whether you get a custom system, you know, installed or if you decide to just get one of those systems that you can just put together in, you know, minutes. But use shell one because that will allow you to use that vertical space. And number five is use pegboards. Specifically, if you are a visual person and you just want to grab things, pegboards are great. So, are you ready to live an organized life? we well, consider virtual sessions because if you've been working on getting organized and feel overwhelmed, are you challenged by managing your time between work, home, life, maybe a business and school? Do you want to organize your life? Let's talk so I can help. I work with clients to guide them from start to finish by providing them with the details needed to clear the clutter and get organized without feeling overwhelmed and stressed. Go to my contact page and schedule a free 15-minute session. Take the steps necessary to create a life you want and start doing something today. Make sure you click the link in the show page. And of course, I always like to take a moment and to thank you. Thank you for following me on social media, for your likes, your retweets, for your sharing. Please continue to follow me. Please continue to check out my YouTube channel and subscribe as well. And also check out my website if you haven't done so lately. If you're thinking of getting your life organized, ladies, don't get overwhelmed. Join my Facebook group, Living Life Totally Organized. It is a community of women supporting each other on their journey to living life that is totally organized. It's free to join, so join the day. You know, we have all different types of discussions. Recently, we were talking about the laundry, and one of the questions, was a poll I posted out there, is when you are doing laundry, and you come across something that's got a hole, that is just stained, that's ripped and torn, what do you do with it? Because I shared that years ago, When those sheets would just get to the point where you couldn't put them on the bed anymore, my mother turned them into rags. And I would just like to know, like, what are some, you know, what are some of the women in the group doing? So we do things like that. People post before and after. Someone, you know, wanted to create a um, space for their son who was returning home from college. Um. So she kind of wanted to get some new furniture, but she wanted to do it within a budget. She went to some thrift stores, found some things people had put out, gave it a new coat of paint, and it looked fabulous. Somebody else shared the before and after of what they did for the bathroom. So it's a really great community where we support each other virtually. Well, do you know what time it is? I can hear you saying, Toss It Tuesday, Toss It Tuesday. Well, This Tuesday, I want you to toss and recycle items, seasonal items, that are in your garage that you probably will not use again. Because there are so many groups and organizations that could use some of those household items. So think about that. Toss some of those seasonal items and donate them. You can recycle, donate, give, but let's keep it moving suggestion for this week is TaskRabbit. It's an American online and mobile marketplace that matches freelance laborers with local demand, allowing consumers to find immediate help with everyday tasks, including cleaning, moving, and delivery. So, you know, I know a realtor, local realtor here uses it personally. So, Task Rabbit. And for my product suggestion for this week, I would love for you to check out my garage section on my Amazon shop. It has all different types of items that can help you organize that area. And of course, I would love to see if you take something that was in that garage and repurpose it and use it for something else. Can you share that with me? And of course, my book suggestion for this week is Garage Solutions. Do it now, do it fast, do it right. That's my book selection for this week. And my quote for this week is A man's home is his castle, but the garage is his sanctuary. Can I say that again? A man's home is his castle, but the garage is his sanctuary. Well, I want to thank you for listening and be sure to share this podcast with your family, your friends and on your social media network. And again, let me know you enjoy listening to this podcast by leaving a review. And be sure to visit my website at JanetMTaylor.com. So until next time, I want you to have a clutter-free day, but most of all, have an organized week. Is a quintessential element of a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to your organizing dilemmas. My name is Janet M. Taylor and you are listening to Got Clutter, Get Organized.